The SGP and IDP Pro Players Podcast is proud to be presented by WinBet. The official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And without further ado, here are your veteran IDP pros, Johnny the Greek and Gary the IDP Tipster. Welcome back to the IDP Pros Podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. I am joined with the senior IDP analyst for the SGPN Network, Mr. Gary Van Dyke, the IDP tipster. Gary, how are you, sir? I am doing great, man. Had an interesting day. From this point on, I'll be pulling double duty on Fridays, and I'm really excited about it. We started off with the IDP Pro Managers Pod on the YouTube channel for uh, SGPN Fantasy Football. So make sure you go look that up, subscribe while you're there, and check out that video that we just did this morning, our debut. We went over some uh, long-term dynasty darlings, uh, some great talk, but it might surprise you on the players that we did bring up. Man, because of this, you know, I, I just love it, John. Nothing but living IDP dream right now. Yes, sir. Sounds good. So before we get into uh, get into things this week, we want to let you know that the IDP Pros podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Some state restrictions apply. And we're also brought to you by the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Start your engines with Rod and Cody and get ready to gamble on the Daytona 500 this Sunday. All right, Gary, what do we got this week? What are we looking at? Well, let's see. We're doing some ranking, dynasty ranking, super freaking early dynasty rankings at that uh, of these uh, defensive backs, which, you know, we all know how I work and I am going to roll with the safeties for consistency, even though we do have a little bit of a trend happening in the NFL with more defensive backs and cornerbacks coming up. Uh, But I'm still at that point where if I'm going after a cornerback this high, it's going to probably be Sneed and about it. I don't I don't think I'll go dabbling anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. No, it would probably be Sneed just because, I mean, he's technically designated a corner in some places, but that's not really what he does. Um, yeah, he gets the production of a safety. Yeah, that was the Chiefs Sneed, uh, to be clear about that. So we're going to start with Micah Fitzpatrick, who on his career already has 19 picks in his career with four touchdowns. 47 pass defenses. He's averaging about 60 solo and 30 tackle assists per year. You got Minka at number one. Why do you got him there? I mean, we're really splitting these hairs. Again, we're we're looking more at tiers this early to begin with. Of course, we're going to talk tiers for novice anyhow. So I got Derwin James number two. We'll be talking about him. But a lot of people are going to question how in the hell this happened. I'm a believer, and I think that I'm giving the edge to Fitzpatrick for the simple fact uh, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be going underneath going through a transition again with this defense really do feel like that uh, Fitzpatrick and Derwin James would just be splitting hairs we're looking with Fitzpatrick only a five percent missed tackle rate that's pretty damn good anything under 10 is great and you gotta love it he's 
he did allow five TDs, but you know he's got a sixty-one percent uh, completion rate. So that that is outstanding. I don't see any problem as long as he continues to be used the way he's utilized now and continues to get tackles. As long as that doesn't dip off, uh, I I have no problem. And there's a lot of ifs, folks. So remember, we're only putting so much stock into getting these defensive backs in a draft right now. It's a plethora of them out there in the waiver wire during the season and such. So uh, just keep that in mind as we roll through this list. Absolutely. Plentiful position. And yeah, at number two, we've got Mr. Derwin James here who has seven picks on his career, 25 pass defense for his career, nine and a half sacks. He's averaging about 60 solos, 40 assists per year. And I do agree with you. I can't put him at one. He just gets hurt too much. Right. And if, if you're not going to get a full season out of the guy, you can't make him the number one guy. Yeah, I like him redraft. I mean, he deserved that for me this year when we ranked earlier. But when it comes to Dynasty, you know, yeah, there's still a lot to question. So that's who we've got at number two. Number three may be a surprise to some people, but anyone that's played IDP for a while, this is a well-loved safety for the Cardinals. Mr. Buda Baker, seven picks on his career, 34 pass defense, seven and a half sacks for his career, averaging about 78 solo tackles and 30 assists per season. That's a hell of an average. Oh, yeah, and IDP, that really matters. Here's here's my knock on Budo Baker. He had a down year, and I'm not talking just overall. Uh, I, I'm talking more on film and even PFF grade if you have a look. But, I mean, he actually had over a 10% uh, missed tackle rate. He's allowed 75% of the uh, – uh, passes coming his way, which is not necessarily a bad thing whatsoever because that means he's allowing the pass and then he has to make the tackle, hopefully. But realistically, I mean, Buda Baker, long, his longevity, he's still young. He's only 26. I have no problem here thinking that we can have a good five-year window still. Absolutely. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a ton of states with a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. WinBet's build-your-own-bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get a $100 free bet. Limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 in free site credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash winbet so that they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. This offer is subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's pick it back up with number four, Mr. Cameron Curl of the Commanders, who has only been in the league a few years, but he's already got three picks for his career, one touchdown, nine pass defense, and he's averaging around 60 solos and 27 assists per season, which is pretty good. What do you think about Mr. Curl? I, I'm a little bit impressed. I got him for 12 games, uh, 83 tackles this past year. So I, I know that we weren't over impressed with what we were hoping to get out of him this, this past off season when we uh, entered the preseason. 
but the guy, he has less than a 5% missed tackle rate and with just 12 games, 83. I'm not sure what that average is, but that's a damn near got to be nine tackles a game or something, eight. The one concern I also had, and I think this might be injury-related, is he was only rushed eight times. So whether that will continue in next year, which I hope it changes since he's up in the box, there's nothing to not like about Curl, and he's a Riviera selection. So I, I don't think he's going anywhere, and as long as Jamin Davis is the main linebacker, we don't know about Holcomb. I do like Derek Forrest coming up. I do think that we could be talking about him in a position uh, the way that he broke out this past year. But to anchor it all, I'm sticking with Curl, and I have no problem, you know, this early on. Uh, he's in the top of the top tier for me, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get my shares of him. Yeah, and I think you get a lot of people get a deal on him this uh, next year too, because he missed those games and that lowered his mm-hmm. stats a little bit. And uh, we know he's capable of more. That's for sure. All right, let's look at the number five guy, Julian Love of the Giants, coming off a massive season for his career. He has five interceptions, eighteen pass defense, one and a half sacks. He's averaging 45 solos, 25 assists per season, but this last year he cleared 100 combined tackles. Thoughts on Mr. Love? All of it really depends on him re-signing with the Giants, which I believe the last I've seen that, you know, he probably will. I think uh, we have that productive guy uh, playing that free safety position for the Giants that that everybody that's played, including Logan Ryan, has just been, you know, great for IDP box scores. So uh, as long as he resigns there, we just seen this past year, he had a 3.9 missed tackle rate and he's only allowing 68%. Uh, The one thing that does bother me, we're going to be talking about Xavier McKinney here in a little bit, but what bothers me, bothers me more for him than it does love. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Good choice there. Let's look at number six, where we got Jaquan Brisker of the Bears, who's only played one season, but in that season he had one pick, two pass defense, four sacks, 73 solo tackles, and 31 assists. I'm going to do a slash here with this, if that's cool. We're going to put Jaquan Brisker and Jalen Petrie, both second-year safeties, one for the Titans, one for the Bears, both playing strong in the box, and both in a, in a situation that, they're going to watch their defense around them build up or have to go through a rebuild around them. Um, They're in a perfect situation. I don't think either one will be replaced, especially uh, considering the draft stock that have already wrapped up into them. We've talked these two to death this year so far. So I think that's about all I got for them. Yeah. Yeah. We've mentioned uh, those guys a few times. This next guy, we haven't talked about all that much though. So at number seven, we got Mr. Kevin Biard, who's had a long and distinguished career in the NFL that includes 27 career interceptions, 63 pass defense, four sacks, averaging about 85 solo tackles a year. That might be off. That seems a bit high in 50 assists. He's super productive though. That's the bottom line. He's an all-star. He's a pro. And uh, everybody's been enjoying his production for a while now. Uh, he did have a couple of hit and miss seasons, but uh, clearly he's in a situation with the Titans that he's going to be busy. And there's another, here's another pro for you, less than 4% missed tackle rate. And we're climbing down actually with 64% of the, the uh, completions. The one thing that I knock on him, he's 29. 
That's about it. That's that's pro- that's why he's not higher on this list. Uh, but he's definitely still in this top top tier. Yeah, I'm getting a little old, but has always been excellent. Uh, our next guy, though, does not have that issue. He's still quite young. Mr. Jeremy Chin of the Panthers, who has two career interceptions, 16 career pass defense, three sacks, averaging about 65 solo 40 assists per season in his, uh, I believe it's three seasons in the league. Thoughts on Mr. Chin? I'm going to quote myself from my article, the first line or two here. Uh, we'll start out with the Panthers. Jeremy Chin's take with a simple statement. 2023 is his last chance to prove he's worthy of such a ranking without more proof of liability for his IDP managers. Look, he's got to bounce back to get any kind of, uh, I guess, consistency respect out of me. You know, and I and I don't doubt that it's going to happen, but uh, I think there might be a few out there that might be surprised to see this guy slip down. And here's another issue with Chin. They weren't using him as a slash linebacker this past year nearly as much as they did his rookie season. And I do think that as long as that sticks, he's he's just a normal d- defensive back now. He can still be up there, but there's nothing special about him. And if I remember right, it was Craig or Brad this morning uh, on the IDP Pro Managers pod that uh, brought it up that they're having a scheme change. So... Uh, we're looking at outside linebacker uh, for Brian Burns and such. So how is all this going to fit in? I don't know. But either way, he's on his last uh, leg with me to actually, you know, kind of project that he's going to be okay. Good stuff there. Uh, next guy we're talking about is also still pretty young as well, Mr. Richie Grant of the Falcons, who had a really productive season this past year after not doing much the year prior. Uh, two career picks, nine career pass defense, averaging about 50 solo, 30 assists per season. Thoughts on Mr. Grant? Going to do this again, and I got Richie Grant at nine. I got Grant Delphit at 10. For the Browns, uh, they both, again, play strong safety. Delphit is a little bit younger. The, the numbers are really comparable. Delphit's better in coverage. Uh, Richie Grant is better, you know, not miss, missing tackles. Of course, he had a better season this past year. Uh, both of them played 17 games. I just feel like these two, I believe, came in the league together. And when I think of one, I think of the other. So I have no problem thinking that the uh, next five years, as young as these guys are and the way they're performing, and plus the defensive schemes that they're put in, uh, there's no problem here to put them in this last part of the top tier. Yep, and and just for some context, uh, Mr. Delpit, who you're talking about, uh, did have a really great year on his career. Five picks, 13 pass defense, one sack. He's averaging about 60 solos, 25 assists per season. If you had your choice, which one would you flip your coin for? Uh, Probably Grant, just because the Falcons are less shenanigans than the Browns when it comes to changing shit up on us. Yeah, that's (laughs) a great point. That is a great (laughs) fucking point, man. Hilarious. Uh, All right, let's look at our next youngster. Got a lot of young guys on this list. The future looks good. Uh, Mr. Kirby Joseph of the Lions coming off a stellar year for his career. He's got four picks, eight pass defense, uh, no sacks, but that's okay because he gave us 55 solo tackles and 27 assists last season. 
Yeah, I love his kid. This is one of those in-season breakouts that I really loved uh, backing. It, it wasn't one that was out of the blue and like I've seen this coming. It was basically right after Tracy Walker got hurt. And it was like PFF was loving on him too. Gave him elite grades back in October. Of course, that did level off and it ended up being more on par. Uh, but for a third round rookie that was supposed to be brought along uh, slowly, apparently, according to what uh, Brad, guys got to catch out that man, manager's pod. You really do. This guy's got throw in so much great information. But um, that's Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> swear I'm not drinking, John. I swear. I'm not <laughs> so less than 5% missed tackle rate, 62% completion rate. Surprisingly, though, he allowed six TDs this past year. Uh, but I have no trouble whatsoever thinking that Kirby Joseph has a future worth managing, considering you're going to be able to get this guy probably fairly cheap. I do think that Deshaun Elliott resigns with the Lions of free safety. If he doesn't, then this is an immediate, immediate thing uh, with Kirby Joseph. If not, we might be looking at another year because Tracy Walker's already said he's coming back from his Achilles injury, which, I mean, nowadays it happened early enough last past year, this past season that, you know, he could be ready. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep tabs on this, but they got a crowded room. All of them are great players. And all of them uh, deserve their starting job. So the way that they run things with the Lions, I don't think that they're going to bench Walker unless he just can't perform. How's that sound? Anyhow, yeah, Kirby yeah. Joseph, long-term, five-year, I love him. Right. Yeah, I'm with you on that. We'll have to see how it pans out. But yeah, a lot of talent there. Ever notice these days how things have changed with sports entertainment? Suddenly everyone is edgy and they don't mind offending people with offensive words. It's everywhere. Podcasts, radio, to primetime TV. All I want are NFL defensive player reports. Maybe a quick update on the best streaming corners. And yet, I have to hear about the dirty O. That's right. Offensive player discussions and hot takes blocking my path to the sweet, sweet defensive information I need. Bullshit. That was until I found the IDP Pro Players Podcast. And now, unless the IDP Pros John or Gary mess up, Uh I know I'm not going to be offended by their no dirty O approach. So take my word for it. Catch the Sports Gambling IDP Pro Player Podcast every week and leave the dirty O behind. So if you or someone you know has an IDP degenerate problem, that's terrific. And the fantasy move to make is to go follow a couple of the best veterans in the fantasy football industry. That was on Twitter at capital I, capital D, capital P, R-O. One word at the IDP Pro Players Pod. Oh, yeah. All right. Another youngster at number 12, Mr. Talanoa Hufunga of the 49ers, also coming off a career year for him. Uh, for, for, his, uh, for his career, four picks, uh, 11 pass defense, two sacks, 45 solo tackles average per year, 15 assists per year. But that's slightly skewed because last year he, he produced way more than that. It was pretty impressive. Again, a lot of that production became what came at the beginning of the season when uh, Greenlaw, I believe, was hurt. I mean, this is the one guy that I think will end up making a drastic change in my uh, early, early rankings this time next year. I either think that he is just going to solidify this or he's just going to drop out. And I'm waiting to see if he can take this position like he did this 
this year and change it into something special and consistently do it for another year or two. I just have some doubts. What do you think, John? Yeah, yeah. I also have some doubts because he started the year super hot, but you're right. There were injuries going on with the guys that soak up production in front of him. And when those guys came back, magically, he stopped producing as much. So it, it is a bit worrying, but we've seen what he's capable of. And we've seen these incredible splash plays and whatnot. So, I, you know, I, I like him where he is here, right about the middle. Comparably, he, you know, only had a 63% completion rate. His missed tackles is under 10, actually 8 percent so he showed well across the board it's more the role within the scheme and the linebackers in front of them and the rest of that defense we'll have to see and at number 13 we've got uh yeah a guy we've talked about a lot uh the past couple months here mr jalen petrie of the texans who is coming off an absolutely spectacular rookie year with uh five picks eight pass defense one sack 99 solo tackles and 48 assists in his first year in the league yeah this starts the top of the tier two for me in standard novice leagues or if this was like a deep dynasty format i suppose you could say this is still the top tier of one guys so with Jalen Petrie, uh, I'm going to mention him again. He's just like Brisker. You know, both of them are playing in the box. They're playing for teams. It's uh, going to be busy rebuilding. Referring back to when I apparently got myself backed up and I already talked about Petrie again, he's sitting here. This is my tear break. And I think that he's definitely worth a top 10 look, top 12 look considering the state of the Titans. So um, I, I'm just kind of, you know, we've talked these guys to death. We love them, but what else can you say other than they're sitting in a situation where productive by default or not, I, it's coming. Absolutely. Yeah, we've talked him to death for sure. Uh, this next guy, though, we haven't talked about as much. Number 14, Mr. Antoine Winfield of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, for his career, four interceptions, 15 pass defense, nine sacks for his career. That kind of blew my mind when I saw that. I don't remember that happening, but it makes sense. And he averages about 63 solo tackles and 23 assists per season, which is pretty good. Thoughts on Mr. Whitfield? Well, he had four of those sacks this year, according to what I see for pro football reference. And, I mean, this guy, only 2.4 missed tackle rate with a 66 completion rate. You know, I mean, it's an all-star pro guy with only 13 games to show for it and playing what apparently was an injury that lingered for a while. The way the Bucks are, too. You know, they're getting long in the tooth across that line. or They need to do some rebuilding there. Uh, Levante David's getting older. Uh, we don't know if he's going to return. I think he's trying to. But um, I don't think there's any reason not to think that Antonio Winfield can come back next year, get in that 16, 17 games a year and uh, hit the triple digits basically. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen flashes of what he's capable of. He's just got to yeah. stay healthy. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. At number 15, we got another good one here. Mr. Chauncey Gardner Johnson, formerly of the saints. Now of the Eagles for his career, he has 11 picks, 36 pass defense, four sacks he's averaging only 45 solos and 10 assists per season but most of that 
was as a quote-unquote third safety with the Saints barely getting any playing time. As a starter on the Eagles, he killed it last year. Yeah, he, he was on fire at the beginning of the year. Again, unfortunately, he only played 12 games. And I was kind of shocked to see that out of all this list, he's got a 14% missed tackle rate, which is actually pushing the limit. You you kind of, you know, usually that uh, that doesn't bold well. But I think we he can clean that up. That's not a big deal. What might be special about this one with me is it doesn't matter to me where he goes. I think he's flashed enough down in the, for the Saints for so long and did what he did with the Eagles this year. If he doesn't resign because he's a free agent, uh, I'm I'm pretty firm on keeping him in this second tier of this top tier. Yeah, I'm with you because the 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 tackle floor has never been there, and and he floated himself on a few games last year with splash plays, mm-hmm. and we know that's not a great idea. Yeah. yeah. All right, next guy we're gonna look at. Mr. Kyle Duggar of the Patriots, another young buck here uh, for his career, though. And this has only been a couple few seasons, seven picks already, 13 pass defense, three touchdowns last year by just last year, uh, one sack. And he's averaging about 45 solos, 25 assists per year. Thoughts on Mr. Duggar? Uh, he's a great tackler. He's uh, fairly decent in coverage. He's a patriot you know this guy is about the most lackluster son of a gun to talk about anymore because he's on the patriots so you know it's kind of like uh this is this is another one of those that i might be interested in somebody else around this list in this ranking i'm not going to put too much kyle Duggar on too many rosters coming this year uh, it's just a matter of trust consistency uh let's see what all they're going to do i know um I think Phillips might be a free agent, uh, which he's pretty long in the tooth now. So, but says McCarty, but they keep resigning him too. I just want to see this one play out. I'm not going to overcrown Duger. I think a lot of us might have done that last year, and we were disappointed this year and some of these results each week. Yeah, you know where I've been getting him? Best ball. That's where he's good. Mm. Yeah. That- that's the spot to get him because you don't have to, you know, look at it, you know, 60% of snaps one week and shit your pants and worry about it. <laughs> you, you, you can just get those weeks where he has like two pick sixes, which happens for him. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely put in the right place. It seems like that. I don't know. Maybe he could bounce back. He just needs to get more consistent on those tackles. Yeah. Absolutely. And that can happen in a heartbeat. Right. And the playing time too, but. You know, mm-hmm. it's the Patriots, so who knows? Right. Yeah, that's a good one, though. Uh, this next one, bit of an unknown, but a lot of potential. At 17, we've got Kyle Hamilton of the Ravens, who did not see full snaps last year, but still was able to give us five pass defense, two sacks, 46 solo tackles, and 16 assists, playing just a fraction of what we think he will be playing going forward. I mean, by the numbers, too, got he's a little higher. Uh, allowing the completions, which again, I'm going to point out is not necessarily a terrible thing. And then, you know, for a rookie, see, yeah, for a rookie coming in, he kept it down below 8% missed tackle rate. That's, that's a hell of an improvement from what we thought we might see after a little debacle in the preseason. I keep referring to as a big ass, you know, it was just funny at the time. Now that you look back on it, my one concern about this whole situation here is the fact that uh, Marcus Williams is also on this list here 
So um, there's a situation where they're using three defensive backs uh, at safeties. And we don't know exactly how Kyle Hamilton is going to be used. Will they come out with Marcus Williams like they did last year at the beginning of the season? And he was the tackle monster. It's just got a lot of doubt in it, and it doesn't help to know, which I've stated before, I think Patrick Queen could be moved. But if they got Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith running around in front of these guys for the next year or two, it's not going to matter. It's not going to leave enough production in that secondary for a lot of those guys to eat. I'm just doubting if it's going to be Kyle Hamilton. Long-term, though, thinking long-term dynasty, was not the like. I doubt they can ever sign Patrick Queen. Somebody's going to come in and scoop him up when he's a free agent in 2024 or so and pay him big because he has the experience to run a damn defense and he is good in coverage and sideline to sideline speed. But Kyle Hamilton's a perfect replacement probably for the future of that kind of production. So we might see it flop back, go to another direction. I really doubt that when Patrick Queen is gone, that they'll replace him with another linebacker that sees more than 50 or 60% of the snaps that we had been seeing previously until they uh, swooped in and got Roquan Smith this year. Yeah. And, it, and I'm with you. I think this draft pick was more, you know, reflective of the new defensive kind of strategy across the league of having more defensive backs and less linebackers. Cause, cause this guy could play a little bit of both. Yep. Good stuff there. Uh, at 18, we've got Andre Cisco of the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, also coming off a pretty good year for his career. He's got three picks, 12 pass defense, one sack. He's averaging 55 solos, 35 assists per season. Thoughts on Mr. Cisco? Yeah, this one's another one I'm thinking a, a little bit more long term because as long as you've got Okaloon and Lloyd and Muma, all three of them getting their playing time in front of them, which I kind of assume we're heading into something like that next year to start the season one way or the other. And then you got Rashawn Jenkins. I believe he's still signed playing free safety that he had a bounce back season, but I love Cisco because I think the window will happen within the next year or two. No problem. They're just going to maybe make a little bit of a personnel change, but this guy, he had 3.9 missed tackle rate. He had 73 tackles. So for a second year player, that's, huge in my my book the only thing it really didn't you know for a box safety they only rushed them four times um i hope i might have that wrong maybe at least be 14 but you'd be surprised so um one sack this past year i think just long term considering the numbers what do you think john yeah yeah i think especially when rayshon you know, either gets older and they change his position or he leaves or leaves in free agency or whatever. Uh, that That's when Cisco really shine because Rayshon still kind of steals some of his thunder right now. But we've seen it. We've seen flashes. Yep. Another guy allows over 75% of the uh, completions too. So uh, he could be picked on. These are advantages. It depends on how you read it. Right, right. We want guys that get picked on, but not so badly that they lose their job. Just good enough to stay there and get picked on. Fact. The National Breast Cancer Foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes. And we already know finding new innovations in research, surgical options, and clinical trials is essential to finding a cure. And to all those fantasy football ladies that may be listening, we also know with early detection your survival rate goes up. 
And that's why breast self-exams are very important and the best way to give your old girls their best fighting chance to win the championship. So, with all that being said, the fellas here at the IDP Pro Players Pod would like to remind everyone, the National Breast Cancer Foundation does take donations, so please, go and give what you can, and let's give our mothers, our wives, our sisters, and every woman, the support, the resources, and maybe even more importantly, the hope by knowing we all really do care. At number 19, we've got Xavier McKinney, the other safety of the Giants. Uh, So he's been banged up a bit, so take these numbers with a grain of salt. But uh, for his career, he's got six picks, 16 pass defense, one sack. He's averaging about 40 solos, 20 assists per season. But once again, that's with quite a few missed games. Thoughts on Mr. McKinney? Well, I mentioned him a little bit earlier when we was talking about love. So if love ends up not being there in New York next year. I think Love has the advantage uh, playing the free safety spot, but I do love Xavier McKinney long-term. And I just, this is another guy that is just, probably his last chance here to get any kind of projection out of him. And if it wasn't for his numbers, I mean, believe it or not, he's only allowed 52% of his completions last year, one TD. Uh, he had 4.3 missed tackle rate. It's just kind of an outlier situation where it didn't add up in the IDP box score with only 45 combined tackles, which we preach we need to see as a core for any IDP you know production that means anything. Yep, no argument there. All right, let's look at number 20. We've got the other safety, one of the other safeties for the Ravens, Mr. Marcus Williams, coming off an excellent year that was, uh, you know, started started excellent, ended a little slow due to injury, but overall very good. Uh, for his career, he has 19 interceptions, 46 pass defenses, one sack. He's only averaging about 45 solos, 15 assists per season, but he buoys that with splash plays, picks, and sacks, and pass defense, and forced fumbles. That's the, you know, he'll get you those. Yeah, don't don't sleep on Marcus Williams. He's just, uh, you know, he's a little bit older, so he's down here below Kyle Hamilton. But most of his down numbers and those averages, you know, they come from playing with the Saints, and he was a free safety deep on the field. Um, so he wasn't actually like uh, – he wasn't a tackle monster in the, for the Saints because he that wasn't his role necessarily. Um, they just didn't get that far. So, but in his new role with the Ravens, hey, another guy allowing the completions but doesn't miss a tackle. Yeah, it's been night and day. A different guy on the Ravens, that's for sure. And he signed for like four or five years. Uh, he got paid well, if I remember right, for a free safety. Mm-hmm. Yep, so that's looking good for a while. Uh, at 21, we've got Javon Holland of the Dolphins, who is a bit up and down, but man, when he's up, he's up. For his career, he has four picks, 17 pass defense, four sacks. He's averaging, this surprised me, about 65 solos, 25 assists per season. Because I, whenever I think of him, I always think of the down, but he's had some huge mm. games that have really added to those stats. Well, that first year, the first year, it seemed like they were really using him and Brandon Jones a lot as linebackers on passing downs, nickel backers, whatever you want to call it. They would bring him up. They was back and forth switching. Now, Brandon Jackson went out early this year, if I remember right. But either way, that didn't seem to quite happen as often this year. 
they have given him a better pass rush, which is to his advantage playing in the secondary. He's got the numbers. Uh, he's apparently really not that good in coverage. Um, uh, we're pushing almost 80% at 77 and a half. He is a high draft pick. He's going to be their free safety. Um, that defensive coordinator and that head coach, you know, they put their safeties in position to make plays and usually only have one full-time inside linebacker worth of shit too. So there's a f- few advantages to stick them in here at, at 21. The IDP Pro Players Pod is also presented by IDPGuys.org, where managers and fans can further fear fantasy football knowledge into the depths of dynasty, individual defensive players, super flex, and beyond. That was IDPGuys.org, where they do way more than just defensive football. And at 22, we're going to look at another AFC East guy, Mr. Jordan Whitehead, uh, now of the Jets. Uh, formerly of Tampa Bay. For his career, he's got seven picks, 33 pass defense, two sacks. He's averaging about 55 solo tackles, 20 assists per season, coming off a pretty decent year with the Jets. Thoughts on this? Well, this is about the area. With him and Holland, I, I think probably around this area, 21, 22. This is where I start getting a little bit, uh, I don't know, projective about it. And I'm looking at a ceiling John, I, I think we was ex- hoping or expecting more out of Jordan Whitehead this year. He had a hell of a year. They brought him in to clean up the missed tackles in that secondary and run it. And that's what he did this year. And I think that's more what he concentrated on. We've I've talked about it before. I think he's going to go the John Johnson and Keyshawn uh, Jenkins direction after they got their feet wet, got the scheme down, knew it by heart. The following year, they come back and they, they have a nice boost in production and i think this boost that we'll see for jordan whitehead will bring him up in combined tackles because he definitely cleaned that up he had uh, only 8.2 um he's only allowed 54 percent of the completions last year too folks he did allow three tds the the numbers and the job and the roles there i think it's the setup but that area that i was talking about these are also replaceable guys that you are not going to put a lot of draft stock in whatsoever uh just just know we're shooting for ceilings here long term in dynasty right it, with this kind of draft capital if it doesn't work out you just flush them and there'll be something good on the waiver wire by then mm-hmm. yep all right at 23 we've got mr von bell of the Bengals for his career he's got six picks 35 pass defense nine and a half sacks he's averaging about 60 solo tackles 25 assists per season thoughts on mr von bell well i'm gonna slap jesse bates right here next to him all right so when you guys check my article out you're gonna see i made an adjustment and i'm pulling a whammy here on john uh <laughs> At least it wasn't a dirty Owen like you got me last week or so. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, Jesse Bates and Von Bell are both free agents this year. And basically the way I feel about it is if Jesse Bates resigns with the Bengals, he drops out of this. I don't think that's happening. He's earned a payday. He's a Pro Bowl level guy that can run any back end secondary. And he's just going to follow this trend that I mentioned. I think somebody's going to come in and swoop, swoop him up and stick them in amongst some uh, younger guys and run a defense. So 
dynasty wise, I suspect that he'll still be fine and we'll get better numbers out of this guy eventually if he's not the free safety for the Bengals. Uh, when it comes to Von Bell, I don't think it's going to matter wherever he goes. And it was so funny, man, if I remember right. He's only like 26. Doesn't it seem like Von Bell's been in this league for like 12 years? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yep. He's not as versatile safety to say like Buda Baker or Derwin James where he could play deep and up in the box. I think his specialty is more in that mid mid range. I don't think that he's really a free safety material. You know, he, he's, you don't want to put whoever, wherever he goes, he's going to remain a strong safety. I can't see anybody taking him and trying to make him into a Buda Baker or any of these guys that switch back and forth. He, I, I don't think he's that guy. So for that reason, wherever he ends up going, he's going to be just depending on tackles as normal. And I'm buying it for a few more years. Yeah, yeah, he's always had the better, better uh, tackle floor uh, of the two, for sure. I think if there's one of the two that's going to resign, probably saying this a million times, I think Von Bell's the one that sticks in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, Je- Jesse Bates is not was not pleased with Cincy, and uh, I don't think that's changed too much. Yeah. yeah, I don't even think Bell will want like this huge-ass payday. He just wants a ring with these guys. Mm-hmm, yep. And at 24, we've got a couple more guys. Gary couldn't make a decision, so we'll talk about two guys here. I got stats for Harrison Smith, so you'll just have to use your imagination for Jordan Poyer. Harrison Smith, though, has, on his career, this blew my mind, 34 picks, but he's also been around for a long time. He's got 83 pass defense, 16 and a half sacks. He averages about 65 solo tackles, 25 assists per season. He's just been a monster for a long time. And I felt funny doing this, but, you know, again, we're looking at, you know, dynasty here, definitely redraft. This would be ridiculous to have them this low. I think that no matter where they play, what happens this coming year, contracts, age, whatever, they're good to go. Uh, And we'll just see them truck along here another year or two, you know, the things, things start breaking down a little bit, even if you haven't had an injury filled career. So I don't know. How, how many more years do you think that we get out of each one of these guys? Harrison Smith, It's we're getting to the end. One or two. Jordan Poyer, probably same. They've both been around for a long time. They're respectable veterans. They're going to get the job done. It's just their age. That's why they're here at the bottom of this tier. And any of these guys that I've mentioned before them, uh, remember I said something about Xavier McKinney? Oh, yeah. If Harrison Smith's sitting there, it's worth it dynasty-wise one, two years uh, to take that risk for maybe, you know, more. Some of these guys are really, you know, doing crazy shit and playing a long time as long as they can stay healthy. Uh, Yeah, I I might actually, like, skip Xavier McKinney and go Harrison Smith if I was put in that pinch. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, we we know what we're getting, at least, at a Harrison Smith or Poyer. Yep. What's that? Your computer has another virus? Well, my friend, you need help to stop your obsession with the dirty O. All of this searching for air yards and yards after catch and blah, blah, blah. Stop your dirty O obsession by searching for the IDP Pro Players Podcast instead and focus on the other side of the balls. I I mean ball. The crew on the IDP Pro Players Podcast care about you and your technology by holding true to their no dirty O mantra. 
every week, Gary and John bring you the IDP content you need to save your rosters and dominate your league while avoiding the dirty O. So save your technology by tuning into the IDP Pro Players Podcast with your longtime and totally unoffensive veteran hosts, Johnny the Greek and Gary the IDP Tipster. Follow them on Twitter at capital I, capital D, capital P, R O. One word at the IDP Pro Players Pod. All right. Well, that that is your top 24 with a couple bonus extra dynasty defensive back slash safeties. Yep, yep, yep. We'll see you guys next week with the defensive line. I'll probably throw in some edge rushers. What do you think of that, John? Does that sound cool? That sounds good. Yeah, everyone have a great week, and we'll catch you same time, same place.